News headlines coming up in just a tick here on RN Drive, but the future of the Reserve Bank Governor, Philip Lowe, very much in the spotlight today. To tell us more is the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. G'day, Peter. Good afternoon, Andy. Here's a quick smattering of the headlines I've seen today. Lowe can't survive, but the RBA must. Brutal calls for RBA go Governor Philip Lowe to go over interest rate outrage. Uh, replacing Philip Lowe at the RBA is not easy in the fin. And then four questions Phil Philip Lowe and the RBA need to answer over interest rates in The Guardian. Why is everyone talking about the end of Philip Lowe's reign as Reserve Bank Governor? Well, it's uh, mind-boggling. The pylon seems to be crazy. We have an independent uh, Reserve Bank that's been fully independent from government since 1996. Uh, Philip Lowe's main job is to keep uh, inflation between the 2 to 3% target band over time, uh, which is why he's pushing interest rates higher, painfully for many people, of course, expecting at least two more rate rises in the coming months. The National Australia Bank's come out today saying they're expecting three uh, to take the RBA's cash rate to 4.1%. But it, it is um, in many ways over the top. But what it comes down to is that uh, comment in October 2020 uh, from Philip Lowe saying that uh, interest rates, the RBA's official cash rate, would probably stay at or near that uh, level of 0.1%. And uh, as soon as uh, within months of, of mentioning that, inflation started taking off. Um, central banks right around the world were um, uh, caught by surprise and uh, they had to aggressively raise interest rates. And the Reserve Bank has actually uh, been very aggressive, as everyone knows, but not as aggressive as other major central banks like the US Federal Reserve or the Bank of England, yet Philip Lowe's copying it at the moment. Uh, yeah, it does feel like people have a very long memory when it comes to those comments of last year. Uh, you've got, got a feel for him in some senses because, you know, his mission in some cases has been for increased transparency, but that's sort of bitten him on the bum. Does it sort of, inc this increased spotlight mean the RBA has to change the way it engages with media? And, and how could it improve its communication with the public? Well, well um, as a long-time RBA follower, I've been quite bemused by this because if you went back to 2007, you know, every uh, the first Tuesday of every month, you only ever got a statement from the Reserve Bank if they raised rates or cut rates. There was no statement at all if they didn't do anything, uh, which is actually often more interesting, the reasoning for staying on hold. They've uh, been publishing the minutes of their, uh, of their monthly meetings uh, for the last decade or so. I know that Philip Lowe um, does does meet different sectors uh, of uh, business and, uh, and the community, including uh, journalists from the ABC. And we've been invited into the RBA uh, for the odd luncheon and a, a bit of a briefing, nothing that the public has never had, but that's for full disclosure. And, uh, and, and of course, he speaks to um, other uh, business economists and, uh, and, and market participants, but it's never providing any information that's not, not available. And the RBA is very, very careful about what they say and every single word, even that 2024 comment was heavily scripted and um, when, they're, when they're saying something, you believe it, which is why um, many economists were upset and a bit angry when they took that 2024 references guidance for rates staying low and then they started moving higher. In the meantime, there are many institutions making their own predictions of what's likely to happen in the coming months. The prediction from NAB of three more interest rate rises will do, will do nothing really to help Philip Lowe, will it? 
Well, you know, Philip Lowe and the Reserve Bank on Tuesday of last week flagged more interest rate rises, plural, which means at least two more, but the National Australia Bank's come out and said they're looking at three. Um, by May, you're having a cash rate of 4.1%. Um, NAB is saying that they think there's still a strong case for the RBA to look at pausing uh, the current cycle, given the tightening in place and the impact that's having uh, on consumers. But after all, that's the whole idea of rate rises to slow the economy to a slow consumer demand. And anyone who has a, um, a mortgage of any size will be telling you at the moment that they're looking very carefully at their household budgets, particularly given that uh, the cost of servicing a variable rate mortgage is uh, rising. Um, so there's a lot of difficulty out there for households. And the, the, uh, the challenge for the Reserve Bank is to slow the economy to a point where it does crunch but doesn't fall into a recession. But some economists think the way that the RBA is going at the moment that we most likely will end up getting close to being in a recession or actually in one, meaning that they might have to start cutting rates by the end of the year. Let's talk about consumer confidence. There's the latest consumer sentiment data from both Westpac and ANZ. I do want to ask you about that. It also coincides with an anecdote that was floating around on Twitter this week about someone who owned a cafe who was starting to see... Uh, legal tender that hadn't been in circulation for a long time, the connection being that perhaps the uh, bank of the mattress was starting to be raided. What is your take on consumer confidence as we stand? I think we're definitely starting to see it. We saw uh, retail sales for the month of December that came out a few weeks ago showing that um, spending or consumer spending in December fell off by 3.9%, which is quite a large fall. But there was another explanation that maybe people did all their Christmas shopping with the Black Friday or Cyber Monday sales in November getting in early. So they might have been uh, might have been a bit rubbery, those figures in December. But we're hearing from um, outfits like the electronics uh, retailer JB Hi-Fi seeing there's, they're seeing a little bit of hesitancy uh, creeping into some of their sales, um, but people certainly aren't staying at home. Um, anecdotally, if you go out to shopping malls, there's still people out there, so um, people aren't staying at home just yet. But they're, they're, they are being pressured by a range of other factors. For example, the uh, big insurer IAG, Insurance Australia Group, is saying that they're having to push up premiums probably by 10% this year to deal with... Um, inflationary uh, payouts to um, motor and uh, home claims, meaning they're having to pay more. And of course, the consumer pays more. And this is one of the um, problems that the Reserve Bank's looking at as well, particularly as uh, wages look like rising at last and uh, wanting to avoid that um, chase with higher wages to chase inflation into that wage price spiral, which is another very big danger. But as you mentioned, there was another survey out today from uh, the the NAB's business survey saying that um, business conditions have actually been picking up and the economy remains quite resilient and we're still seeing the the jobless rate at 3.5%. And uh, we'll be seeing and getting an update on that on Thursday. So in many ways, the economy is still running very strong, which uh, is where you have uh, good news being bad news, that uh, it's exactly not what the Reserve Bank wants to be seeing. They want the economy to be slowing down. And we might actually get that. Um, the NAB predicting that um, GDP or economic growth might uh, crunch down to about 1% later on this year. Yeah, certainly that uh, expected cliff around July has had a lot of families uh, operating household budgets starting to count their pennies. Peter Ryan is the ABC's senior business correspondent. Always a pleasure. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks, Andy.